The majority of our adult lives are spent at work and in my opinion, no one has really helped us much in preparing us to follow Jesus at work. I've noticed that the church sort of talk about following Jesus as something that's done after office hours. If people want to serve Jesus, we encourage them to be involved in the church or in the ministry or be involved in a small group at church or go on a mission trip or give generously. And though I strongly agree that we need strong and faithful volunteers in church and people giving generously and going out to mission, this is not the whole answer. All these things are of course important, very important. But as a church, which by the way means an assembly and not a structure, I'd like us to really learn to serve Jesus Christ 8 to 5, Mondays to Fridays, because I really believe that serving Jesus in our workplace is not an afterthought in the Bible. I'm Emily F. Iman and welcome to Rescuing Mondays, the podcast for those who are unemployed, the underemployed, the unhappily employed, for those who are just graduating into the world of work, for those who love the work they do, they want to inspire others, and ultimately, for those who want to experience God in their life and in their workplace. This podcast was created with the belief that there is a better way to see work and to work. The mission of Rescuing Mondays is to make the life-changing wisdom of the Bible understandable and applicable to the modern workplace. My goal here is to encourage and inspire professionals just like you, no matter where you are in your professional, personal, or spiritual journey. You're listening to Episode 7, Work as Creation Fulfilling. In the book of Acts in the Bible, there were 40 miracles and out of these 40, 39 of these happened outside the church. It happened in the workplace. What this means is that the place that God wants to work is not always inside the church, through the preacher, but out there in the workplace and through you. As much as the power of God is inside the church, it's just one of 40. Additionally, out of the 52 parables that Jesus told, 45 of them had a workplace context. Jesus Christ had 12 disciples and all 12 of them came from the business sector, people working in different industries. Just for example, brothers Peter and Andrew were fishermen as well as brothers James and John. Matthew is a tax collector, someone from the BIR in the Philippines or the IRS in the United States. So then, what does it look like for our work to be Christian? What is it about a work that makes a work a Christian work? What is it about a business that makes a business a Christian business? Certainly not having a restaurant named The Garden of Eden Eats or a coffee shop named Holy Ground or maybe Hebrews or even a barber shop named His Clips does not make your business or work a Christian. Most of us think that work in and of itself will never be Christian. A lot of us think that work is a necessary evil that you and I have to go through to provide money for our family or money for ourselves. That is, if you're single. As I mentioned in the past episodes, God does not give jobs just so workers can earn a paycheck. God has a redemptive mission that He intends to accomplish through you. Every job has a kingdom job description that reflects God's purposes in the context of work. The kingdom work even brings about change in the social, moral, and ethical fabric of a workplace so that God can receive the glory and His kingdom advances. God is at work in that so-called secular vocation, whether you are a born-again believer or not. 
Let us go back to that first workplace in the Bible, way back at the day of creation. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15, After the Lord created the earth and Adam and Eve, it reads, The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. Another translation reads, To work it and to take care of it. Notice that this was before the curse came. This means that this is God's original plan for man. God created a beautiful garden and put a man and a woman in it before there was sin. Before there was a curse, they had a job. Did you really think that Adam and Eve only had to lounge around and be fed by the angels? Of course not. Work was something God put in His original creation. It is something He designed us to do and gave us the capacity to enjoy doing. The word work in that verse in Genesis 2.15, it means to prepare, to develop in the Hebrew language. It means we are to improve on it. Do you remember the word that God uses over and over again after He created something all throughout the six days? And God saw that it was good. That word is good. God never said it's perfect. He said it was good. Perfect cannot be improved upon. There's nothing that you can do about it. Good means that while the essence of it is good, there's still some work to be done. God put us in a world that was good. This means that we are to take whatever raw material in us and in our workplace and develop it for His glory and for the benefit of other human beings so that it becomes better and eventually best. The farmer takes the raw material of soil and seed and cultivates them into crops. The architect takes the raw materials of sand and cement and creates buildings for us to live in, or maybe to work in. The artist takes the raw materials of colors, of music, and arranges them into art or music that we enjoy. The lawyer takes principles of fairness and justice and codifies them into laws that benefit society. This is all part of God's plan. That's how He cares for us through the skills that He's given to each of us to take His creation and develop it. God is sovereignly at work in us as we perform those skills in our workplace. Have you ever prayed the Lord's Prayer? I bet 99.9% .9 of those who are listening to this have. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we ask God to give us this day our daily bread. How does God do it? Well, He does it through the farmer who plants the grain and harvests it, the truck driver who hauls the harvest to the warehouse, through the baker who makes the flour and bakes the bread, and through the person who makes our meal. Also playing their part are the factory workers in the food processing plant, the warehouse people, the wholesale distributor, the stockists, the lady at the checkout counter of the grocery store, and every other player in the nation's economic system. All of these are instrumental in enabling us to eat that literal daily bread. God can give us our daily bread straight from heaven like he did in the Exodus with the manna. But God chooses to work through human beings in our different capacities and according to our different talents to serve each other. God is present in the world through our work, whether 
you are a born-again believer or not. God is at work in that so-called secular vocation and secular talent that He has given to you providentially caring for others through you. In other words, your secular, ordinary work such as farming, plumbing, building houses, teaching math, formulating drugs as a pharmacist, mopping floors, stocking supplies, processing documents, putting together a corporation, leading, managing, all this and all other jobs are spiritually significant. God is at work taking care of His creation and loving people. That is why your work matters. He has given you the skills to hold the jobs that will give Him glory. God gave you that gift to work, do business, or write and be creative. God gave work not after the curse but before it. This means that after the curse is reversed, we will go back to what originally God created. To have jobs that bring glory to Him and that benefit one another. Your job is a gift given by God to develop creation for the glory of God and the benefit of other human beings. This tells us that as we do our job, we have to have the attitude of serving one another, not just making money. Work then becomes creation fulfilling. Lord, we thank you that you have called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to your purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus. We know that your plan for us existed before we knew you, and you will bring it to pass. Help us to walk worthy of the calling with which we were called. We know that there is an appointed plan for us, and we have a destiny that will be fulfilled. Help us to live life with a sense of purpose and understanding of the calling you have given us. We lay down all pride, selfishness, and anything else that would keep us from moving into all you have for us. We don't want to miss out on your full purpose for our lives, Lord Jesus. We repent of every day that we have not fully lived for you. Help us, Lord, to live the way you want us to from now on. In Jesus' name, Amen. Whether you are seated behind your desk, commuting to work, sitting inside a coffee shop, sweating it out in the gym, cleaning your house, running errands, or toiling it hard under the heat of the sun, may you find encouragement, inspiration, and motivation to live life to the fullest and the most free. May you find hope in the waiting and the courage to rescue your Mondays, submitting yourself to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, and may you be empowered by the Holy Spirit. If this episode has been helpful to you, go ahead and subscribe so that you don't miss the next one. Also, be sure to leave a review and a 5-star rating because these are really, really super helpful for others to find this podcast. And for those of you who have already left a review and have already rated 5 stars, I cannot thank you enough. Also, come find me on Instagram at emiluiman and at emiluiman.com. I'd love to connect with you there. Before you switch gears and go back to work or tackle the rest of your day or enjoy your pleasant evening, let me tell you about a grand narrative. It's epic, remarkable, and redemptive. God created something good. We fell into sin. Jesus made it right. One day, God will make all things new. God created something good. 
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and everything in it. God looked over all He had made, and He saw that it was very good, you included. Even if you don't believe this, it doesn't make this truth less true. We fell into sin. As it is written, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside together. We have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Because of sin, all humanity is separated from God. But Jesus Christ made it right. Jesus came, paid the penalty on our behalf through death on the cross. He was crucified and rose from the dead. He ascended to the heaven and sent the Holy Spirit to empower us. Christ redeemed us. He made it right. And one day, God will make all things new. A day is coming when Christ will return. He will complete His new creation with a new heaven and a new earth. No tears, no pain, no suffering, no brokenness, no helplessness, just love. God will make all things new. Meanwhile, God invites us to join Him in His redemptive work of restoring all things. Have you responded to His invitation yet? If not, do it right now. Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, God Almighty, please save me from my sins. I know I fall short of your glory, but I don't want there to be any distance between you and me anymore. I believe that you gave your life on the cross to pay for my sins. I believe that you rose in victory from the grave. Please forgive me for all my sin. Wash all the guilt and shame away. Jesus, make me alive in you. I receive you as my Savior and Lord, and I want to follow you all the days of my life. Thank you for finding me and saving me. I believe it. I receive it. Amen. As always, I hope our time together has helped you see that God has a plan for your workplace. All you have to do is ask Him to help you see it. Until the next one, I'm Emilou and this has been Rescuing Mondays. Thank you for listening.